What's up, Homer Maniacs, and welcome to a very special edition of the Homers Podcast today. It's an all-outside-the-ninth-district episode of the Homers. I am Stephen A. Turner, joined in the studio by Mr. Brandon Ward. Gorilla style. And we're at the 2420 studios today, laying it down. Go ahead and get things started. We've got a big show uh, here just outside the ninth district. We're going to highlight all the teams. We got to see quite a bit of them this week. And uh, I just want to kick things off a little monologue and talk a little bit about, uh, for all you people that are listening that don't know, we're no longer uh, on 1027, the game on Fridays. Uh, uh, thanks to those guys over there for giving us the platform. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. I think sometimes you have to take a, maybe a small step back. I'm, not, I'm definitely I'm not going to say it's a big step back, but you got to take a little step back to step forward. And uh, I think we kind of reached our peak there at 1027, the game, and it's only uh, clear sailing ahead for the Homer show. Yeah, every time that we were on a high where we, we were getting great messages from people saying how much they love what we're doing, we'd show it to people over there and we would get, well, where's our next $100 coming from out of this? So, Resistance. I mean, that was just killing the fun and killing the vibe of it. I mean, we're not in it for the money or anything like that. We're in it to bring recognition to the kids, just like we're doing the day with a non-ninth district show. These We got to see a lot of these kids uh, throughout the week, this past week. And the effort and the heart and the love from the fans that those small schools get, we were like, we got to do a special show for these guys. Yeah, I'm not going to lie to you. You know, a lot of the politics behind the scenes of doing the show. When we first started doing the show, it was all 100% fun, uh, just talking about sports constantly. And the show behind the scenes became very political, uh, always trying to figure out ways to deal with the red tape as far as a radio station goes and whatnot. And uh, uh, it kind of killed my, you know, my motivation. And, and to be honest with you, I was really excited, looking forward to basketball season all along. We get here, and it's like my motivation's dead. And then this week, uh, I just got to say this. I got to thank all of the schools that we got to see and the parents and the, the administrations that we've dealt with, the kids uh, this week, I mean, we, me and Ward have sent messages back and forth about these kids. You know, it's really re-energized me just by by them t- uh, being so appreciative of the coverage that they get uh, from us. And it's you know, it just kind of blows me away a little bit. But we love doing it. And and anytime you've got kids, like we we go out to the barn. We'll talk about it here in a minute. But uh, at the end of the game, you got every player on the basketball team coming up and thanking us for coming out. You got the athletic director. Uh, Brock Rydecki, you know, talking to us and b- just so appreciative. And then all around the Hancock fans and uh, at, at the Sports Center, the Cloverport uh, uh, coach and parents and everybody out there. It's just the list goes on and on. And and, and uh, it really has re-energized me. And uh, kids these days are so respectful. Like all these kids just just 100% class that I've dealt with. And I've not seen any kid, and that's ninth District included, uh, that has – you know, had an attitude problem or anything. And I'm just really, really impressed with the kids. Because when I was in school, uh, the kids weren't, like, weren't that. like that at all. I'm just telling you, these kids are so respectful, and it really is refreshing, to be honest with you. And speaking of that, after Cloverport and Catholic played, we've seen that between non-Ninth District and Ninth District guys, the uh, block doctor, Mr. Ed Carter, as we've called him, the most underrated player all year. And after they played Cloverport, there he tweeted out that Nick Smith is the most underrated player. So, I mean, just respect throughout the kids, and they give it back to us, and we're proud to put a highlight on these kids, especially the smaller schools. Yeah, they say they're appreciative of us coming to their games. Well, I'm just appreciative to them for re-energizing me and just really uh, really wanting to get me back in the game, so to speak, as far as just putting these kids on, on a spotlight on them, and we're going to continue to do it, whether it be podcast, live podcast, 
uh, whatever we're doing. we got a lot of things going on behind the scenes. So just because we're off 1027 the game, never fear. Uh, the, the future will be bright for the Homer Show. We'll continue to grow. And, and right now, it's time to stop talking about us and start talking about these teams. Let's go ahead and get into a little bit of Whitesville Trinity action. And the Raiders were pillaging just for fun this past week. Go to the Whitesville Trinity Raiders weekly wrap-up here. Whitesville Trinity 71, Portland Christian 64, Daniel Morris 25 points, including seven threes. Eric Coward goes for 15, Jacob Hook with 12. Daniel Morris dropped seven threes on Saturday. Uh, the barn uh, absolutely rocking out there for Portland Christian. And then moving on to the Butler game. The roof indeed was on fire as Daniel Morris goes for a Whitesville Raider Trinity record 10 three-pointers, the the record that his father held, by the way. Dakota Wathen also chips in another 20 in that game. <laughs> yeah, Butler County goes down in defeat, 86-41. That's a third-region W for Trinity, and not not just a small W. I mean, Butler County is, is not a bad basketball team, and to double them up like that, uh, very impressive. And uh, AD, Mr. Rodecki, they were saying that it was the most unbelievable atmosphere there. We They're saying we uh, showed up one game too early, yeah. which uh, we showed up this game. Hancock County Hornets, another one of our favorite local programs, defeats Trinity in a 50-48 game, which the barn was rocking throughout that game. Ty Ogle led Hancock with 19, Kane Loxton with 17, Daniel Morris with 20, and Watson with 19 for the Whitesville Trinity Raiders. Yeah, it's, it's been a long time since I've been out uh, to the barn in Whitesville Trinity, and it hasn't changed one bit. You know, there might have been uh, maybe 300 fans in attendance of this game. It sounded like there was about 3,000 in there, uh, the aluminum sound palace, so to speak. The, the the sound just echoes in there. We actually talked to Nick Smith about it off the air, about how crazy of envir an environment it is. It's probably the top environment in all the region uh, to be the smallest school as Trinity and have that kind of environment. It's pretty awesome. Uh, we got to see a really good game in Hancock Trinity. Talk a little bit about that. I mean, Hancock has proven their worth, I think, over the past week. Very good basketball team. Trinity hung right with them, uh, punch for punch, and it came right down to the wire. Game could have really gone either way, which is, to me, you look at these results, Trinity on, right there on the doorstep versus Hancock, who's all A uh, third region champions, and then – uh, then you got the the huge victory over Butler. They follow that up with the win over Portland Christian. So the team, Trinity, is trending in the right direction. So uh, very, very impressed with this, this Whitesville Trinity squad. I thought I was very impressed with the coach as well. I thought he did a magnificent job uh, of staying on the kids, uh, calling timeouts at the right time. Uh, you can just tell that things are starting to turn a little bit for Whitesville Trinity. And 
It's at the right time. Yeah, Dakota Wathen knocked in a big three at the end of the third quarter. It tied it up to send it into the fourth. The barn was rocking there. We got video of it uh, at the homers on Twitter and Instagram. You can find the video at. I mean, that place was just on fire. And then uh, at the end of the game, like you said, it was anybody's game. The uh, Raiders had a three-point shot in the air that would have won the game as time expired. So, I mean, it came down right to the wire. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, these kids, uh, Daniel Morris, uh, we saw him versus Apollo at the beginning of the year. Apollo gives him a little bit of daylight. I think he hit like three threes in the first quarter. He's a marksman. Uh, I'm afraid afraid we're putting such a spotlight on him that people are just going to, like, lock him down, like put two guys on this guy and try not to let him get off because, I mean, he you give him an inch of daylight, and it's, it's, he's raining threes on you. I mean, as you can see, versus Pulling Christian seven threes, uh, ten threes, school record beats his dad's record. That's an awesome thing right that's, there. I mean, that's, that's something you can bring up at the dinner table. Yeah, it's a family tradition right there. And now he's got a little bit of bragging rights over his dad at the Thanksgiving dinner table for the rest of his life. So uh, pretty, pretty cool uh, thing that happened out there at Whitesville Trinity. And uh, like I said, we, we've, we've talked about him a lot, but uh, Athletic Director Rydecki out there at Trinity, man, he's just so on top of it. Like he's he takes so much pride in the school – and he really takes pride in in trying to uh, help these kids get a spotlight on them. It's, it's kind of like what we do, and he does a fantastic job. I know they had an app. He said it was kind of malfunctioning, but they're about to unveil a brand-new athletics website um, just in time for the stretch run here during district, uh, which will be big for Trinity if they could find a way to get to region. And then baseball season's right around the corner, and uh, it just sky's the limit for Whitesville Trinity because, you know, athletics are looking pretty bright out there uh, moving forward. Yeah, like we were saying, most big schools around here don't have apps dedicated to their uh, athletic department, and Whitesville Trinity went out and got one, and it wasn't updating quick enough for him, so now he's going to do it on his own and put it up on the website, which that dude, just he he's the best AD around. Yeah, I know. We're going to do a little thing a little different. Like we're used to doing the ninth district. Uh, we're going to do players of the weeks for every school that we have here today. And let's go ahead and get to our Whitesville Trinity uh, player of the week. <laughs> and the winner is obviously Daniel Morris. I mean, the guy is just unconscious. 25 points versus Portland Christian, seven threes. 10 threes versus Butler for 39 points, and then uh, 20 points versus Hancock. Uh, just unbelievable week. I mean, uh, not many kids around the entire region average as much points as uh, uh, Daniel Morris did this week. Moving on now to another one of our favorite programs. Show a little bit of Hornet pride on the program. <laughs> Cock County Hornets sitting at 13-8. and eight. Had a couple big games this week. We'll talk about it. They go down to defeat the New Catholic in the first round of the All-A, 67-31. Ty Ogle led the way with 11. And then the game we got to see live is Hancock County defeats Muhlenberg in a, in a game that Hancock County really impressed me against. There was a lot of heat going on, we'll just say, <laughs> a lot of static being talked throughout. The Hornets, Hornets didn't lose their composure. They hung right in there. Picked up the big win over the Mustangs. Ty Ogle led the way with 17. Brandon Lewis with 13, including 11 in the second quarter. Mr. Hunter Knopsinger, Slim Shady himself, chipped in 15 for the Stangs. Yeah, I mean, you got a pretty good week for Hancock. Obviously, when you're going against uh, Newport Central Catholic, I mean, they, they're, a, they're a state power. They're ranked sixth in the state. It may be too low for them to be ranked. Uh, Hancock went head-to-head -head with them for a little while, but – uh, then it just got out of hand. And How about that send-off for that game, oh, though? Man. We had pictures on uh, Twitter and Instagram and our Facebook over there. Mr. Ty Ogle looking like a rock star. It's 
signing autographs and kissing babies. Uh, yeah, I mean, hats off to, to them. I mean, I thought it was awesome. They closed school down, get to go on a big stage up there. The result may not be what you were looking for, but the, the program is trending in the right direction. We were talking to some parents yesterday about how impressed we are just with the program. To go out and hire a coach like Lynham, uh, I, I commented on it in the offseason. I thought, you know, uh, moving coaches is a dangerous thing when you lose four seniors, and it seems like, you know, it's going to be a completely different change. Lynham's came in there and, and picked up right where they left off last year, and uh, I'm impressed. I mean, Hancock County should not – be doing what they're doing just based on what they lost, and uh, it's very impressive. You got a guy like Ty Ogle. We we talk, already talked about the, the the Trinity game where he came up huge at the end, uh, like something like five points in a row right there in a key moment in the fourth quarter. Uh, the kid's tough as nails. And then yesterday we got to see him at, at uh, Sports Center versus Muhlenberg. You know Hunter Nofsinger is a, a junior all star. And one thing I see that Ty Ogle is, I don't care if it's if it's Nofsinger, I don't care if it's Marshall Griffith, uh, don't care really who it is, uh, he thinks he's the best player. You can see it, the way he takes the takes it to him. He's not intimidated by anybody, and it's very impressive. Uh, Ogle really standing out to me as a leader for this team. I think that attitude that Ty carries also rubs off on his teammates, just like we said it does whenever Marshall Griffith does it over at D.C. I think you can see it. You can see going against Muhlenberg, he came out – he he decided that Hancock County was going to win that game, and they decided they should be on the court with Muhlenberg. And once the rest of the Hornets started to believe, and especially when Lewis came in, we was wondering where he was during the Trinity game. We didn't see him in the game because we'd seen him at Summer League and was really impressed with him. And he comes in the second quarter, lights up three 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 pointers, eleven points in the second quarter. Hancock never really looked back after that. My thing about yeah, my biggest thing, like kind of like we said about Ogle, is the team just looks like they believe. You know, like yesterday, Muhlenberg is is has played phenomenal competition. I mean, we're going to talk about them in a minute. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but uh, they have competed versus some of the state's best basketball teams. And they come in yesterday versus Hancock, and Hancock just had the mentality that, hey, we're the better team. And it, it, it really showed. I mean, Lewis uh, was aggressive. You got the Biven was aggressive. And Ogle, I mean, uh, the list goes on and on. And, uh, what you know, it looked like that, you know, in, in an upset situation where a team, like, holds a lead like Hancock did in the first half – you got to see Muhlenberg make that run like good teams do, got even with them, and you thought, well, here we go. You know, they're going to end up pulling ahead and pulling away. And Hancock took their best shot and then extended the lead out, ended up winning this game by, by 12 big points. So, uh, I think big, you gotta, big win for Hancock. I think you got to give credit to uh, Garrett Pate there. He's the guy that was playing a lot of playing time last year whenever all those seniors that left this past year were playing I think he held the team together I think he's a leader as far as on the court not getting rattled and things like that I noticed whenever I noticed that whenever uh Muhlenberg was making that run Garrett Pate was the guy that wasn't looking frustrated I mean you have like we were saying salt being thrown at these kids from <laughs> both directions it was, it was not very loud in the uh, sports center let me let me add that you could pretty much hear anything you could have uh, we could have did play by play of the game sitting on the upper deck and everybody could have heard us but i mean you could it was getting aggressive you you're losing a big lead and uh, what i noticed was Garrett Pate was the guy that was getting all the team all his teammates together and making sure they weren't getting rattled and stayed focused on we're still in this game and we can win it yeah the passion from the Muhlenberg County fans i guess that's what i'll call it is something that something else, and you can't rally up uh, a hornet's nest because they start, uh, you know, making their comments on one side, and the hornet's nest gets rowdy on the other. It made for a really good, a really fun environment. I wouldn't say good. <laughs> it made for a really fun environment anyway in the sports. So you could hear every word that was being spoken from the stands. So 
uh, I, I thought it was great. I mean, a couple of technicals. It got a little chippy. Nothing out of hand. Uh, nothing that out of hand, I should say. No, but, no, no, uh, no, punches no punches being thrown, thrown or anything like that. It was just all in good fun and, and, and chippy out on the basketball court. And Hancock County held their own. I think they've proven uh, to be a contender outside of the ninth district. Moving on now to the aforementioned Muhlenberg Mustangs. And the big story for the Mustangs is Slim Shady's back. And he's bringing it back as he's leading the way for them in both games here. Uh, he finished finished with 15 against Apollo as they get a big win, 64-58 over Apollo, which most people did not see coming. Michael Wayne with 17. Nas Singer with 15. Eli Wright, of course, going to do work for Apollo with 32. Moving on to uh, Bowling Green defeating Muhlenberg, 56-48. Hunter Nossinger leads the way, as as I mentioned, 16 points in the game. Yeah, uh, yeah, I didn't see it coming. <laughs> I'm an Apollo guy. Are you kidding me? I didn't see it coming at all. I don't know what's going on over there. We'll save that uh, long topic of conversation for another ninth district show. But uh, it's a big win for Muhlenberg. And then to have Bowling Green on the ropes, a team that's pretty much dominated the entire ninth district outside of Owensboro. And they, they even took Owensboro into overtime. And you see Muhlenberg push them right there to the edge. I mean, the score is really not indicative of the final score uh, of what, you know, how close this game was. Uh, I felt like uh, uh, Muhlenberg led by, I think, six points late, and I, they got a little behind, started fouling. Things got a, a little more out of hand than they, they look on, on on paper. But, uh, you know, Muhlenberg, and then they go out and then they, they're they kind of a head scratcher. They go out and they, they can't hit a shot versus Hancock. Maybe a little bit of fatigue. Their third game this week, I know Knopfsinger's coming off the ankle. It didn't really look uh, 100% to me yet, um, but, you know, it is what it is. I mean, Fact of the matter is, for Muhlenberg, what I see when I look at this team is you look over at their bench, and they've got Tony Hopper, who, when he wants to take a water break, can just defer to Kerry Stovall and just let him do some coaching. I only have the two, two of the probably the top five coaches in the state of Kentucky on the same bench, and uh, you know that's a weapon. I mean, I don't care what anybody says, and you got those two guys on your bench. Uh, it's five or ten wins added to your to your win record, as far as I'm concerned. No matter what kind of talent you have, and and Muhlenberg's got some pretty good talent. I mean, Zeke Merritt showed. I think you you saw him. Uh, I think he showed well versus Apollo. From what I hear, Apollo had a hard time stopping him in the fourth quarter, and uh, when he was in there, he looked really good yesterday. Yeah, he's a guy with the football squad. I think he's going to play huge dividends at tournament time if they ended up meeting up with Owensboro, especially. I mean, this guy is a solid 280 pounds, and he, he's got some quickness and some uh, foot speed. But I want to move it back to uh, Muhlenberg and Apollo. I've seen a lot of Apollo fans saying, how did we get beat by Muhlenberg, got beat by 40 by Owensboro? Well, we'll never, slow down there because whenever they got beat by Owensboro, they didn't have Slim Shady on the court. And, I mean, that's your leader. He might he might not be the uh, leading scorer in every game, but he's the leader on the court. He's running he's running the offense. He's he plays a lot of defense. He and like a like whenever they were down in Hancock, as we were talking about, who hits who steps up and hits five straight points. Slim Shady. You made a comment yesterday that I thought stood out to me. I know a lot of Owensboro fans are like, well, you know, the other didn't have Nofsinger, but he ain't worth forty. Well, I, I invite all those fans that say that to go back and watch the third region championship game because I think he's worth about forty in that one. Yeah. If, <laughs> If he had about two more minutes in that game, I'm not so sure that Muhlenberg wouldn't have been going to Rough Arena. Yeah, I mean, he was on fire at the end of the game. You can't discount losing the floor general like Knopfsinger. And, uh, that, yeah, and they, they didn't have Justin Miller either. So you almost have to throw that game completely out and maybe redo. But uh, that game does stand out as an anomaly to me on the schedule. You look at it, and that 
uh, Muhlenberg's been competitive versus not Central, the three third-ranked team in the state. Uh, they've been very competitive versus Covington Holmes, led in the second half versus Covington Holmes, who's a very good basketball team. And then Bowling Green, you're talking about Muhlenberg's played one of the tougher schedules of anybody, Apollo and Owensboro included. So uh, the Mustangs, you know, they, they dropped one to Hancock yesterday. Bottom line is this team come tournament time, come regional tournament, I truly believe yeah, I'm going to go ahead and make a bold statement. I could see this team in a re- another regional championship game. That's Tony Hopper's specialty. And he's a regional championship master. He finds a way to get his team uh, there towards the end of the year. And I've got my eyes on Muhlenberg. I think they're only going to trend upward now that, they're, now that they're healthy. Moving on now to Brett County. is They're checking in at 12-8 on the season. 68-62 win over Meade. Miller goes for 19. Hackert with 15 from me, they were 11-8, lost seven of nine now. Yeah, which struggling uh, a little bit. We, we were kind of predicting that a little bit on the program, but uh, hopefully they'll get that turned around down there. In, for the uh, Green Wave. For the yeah. Green Wave Nation. <laughs> That's right. Then Brett County defeats Grayson, 65-39. Cody Mingus with 20. Miller with 19. Tanner, and Ty- Tanner Tyra goes for 10 for Grayson County. Grayson County checks in at 15-7 and seven on the season. Yeah, you look at Breck, and they're a team that is – they've kind of been up and down. But they're a team we didn't expect much from, and they are trending in the right direction. I know this is a outside the ninth district show. Uh, the schools that we're highlighting right now are teams that are trending in that direction. Unfortunately for Meade and Grayson, and I'll talk a little bit about them before we get into Breck, um, they have been at the top. You know, we're always looking for that team outside the ninth district um, to compete. Who, who's going to be the powerhouses outside Owensboro? And Meade and Grayson looked apart for most of the season. Both of those teams are trending in an opposite direction. You got Meade losing seven of their last nine, uh, kind of falling off a little bit. You have to wonder how much that is an early schedule. Uh, maybe uh, you know a little less competition. Now they're getting into the third region competition, and it's a little tougher for them. Uh, so maybe they're not quite as good as we thought they were a month ago. Uh, maybe they are, you know, they got a little time to get it turned around. The Apollos lost some regional games too, so we'll see how that goes. But uh, you, you move it down to Grayson, talent all over on this team. They're 15 and seven, but man, they've lost three games in a row. They're sliding a little bit. Dropped the big ones to the sharpshooters. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, <laughs> and anytime you go play the sharpshooters, you never know what might happen. You never know who's going to do the run in. Might get an early stoppage, as we've seen in football season. <laughs> yeah. Might get the team to tap out. <laughs> they do have a tap out to their credit this year to their school, so it's very, very mission of the nine winner. And I know that the Grayson fans are salty about that. You read Twitter, man; they are they are hot. I mean, they do not like losing to Edmondson. They they said uh, Edmondson doesn't even have internet connection. I mean that that's true. A lot of snow up there, up north, up north of the border, and I don't know how things go up in Canada. I've never been up there, but. Uh, you know, it is what it is. Still got dial-up up there. <laughs> got, yeah, you can get the little dial-up noise up in Edmondson. But in all serious note, though, Edmondson, they're out of our listening area, and we don't get to see them hardly at all. But that's another team that's trending upwards. Uh, we're, really, we're really getting away from Breck. But I, I want to highlight all the teams outside the ninth. Edmondson County sitting at 11 and 10. They are above the Mendoza line now. And they're a team also that I'm not highlighting on the show because I haven't got to see them. But – they are definitely a team with the arrow pointing up. Uh, so Grayson and me, we'll see if they can grab a hold of something. We'll get into some big games later in the week that we have highlighted for those schools. But uh, right now I want to get back into Breck, who I have seen. I've seen them a couple times, and uh, they're very impressive. Uh, just the eye test, when I walked into Breckenridge County Gym, I thought I thought to myself, you know, this doesn't look like an outside of ninth district team that you just say, oh, we're going to 
we're going to beat this team by 30. I mean, look at them. I mean, they're little dudes, you know, the um, scrappy bunch, whatever. No, these guys got size. They've got skill. They've got a good coach in uh, Patrick Critchlow. And uh, Breckenridge County is a team to watch. They're sitting at 12-8 and eight right now. Picked up two huge wins in my book versus some teams that, like, like I said, we've, we've called maybe the be- better teams outside the ninth. So now you got to start asking yourself the question, is Breckenridge that team that's outside the ninth that's going to make some noise? And uh, Ben Miller, Cody Mingus, uh, they have a Critchlow kid down there that can flat shoot the basketball. And I tell you what, OHS is going, we'll, we'll talk about it later, but OHS is going down to Breck Gym. Not an easy place to play down there. Anytime you go on the road to gyms like that, uh, it's dangerous. So I said the game I'm going to keep my eye on going forward. But Breckenridge County is impressive. Uh, uh, this is a team that definitely you want to keep your eyes on. They're trending in the right direction. Speaking of trending in the right direction, a team that definitely was in the uh, autism awareness game was the Ohio County Eagles. 81, Cloverport 59. Austin Seeger leads the way with 18. Nick Smith with 15 for Cloverport. Yeah, Ohio County having a tough time. They really are. They've lost some kids off the team. Um but they're doing the best they can to hold it together. Like you said, uh, you got the uh, you got the Seegers kid just dropping threes, like uh, like going out of style. And uh, yeah, he wasn't missing much in the second quarter there. That that was really when the game changed. He took over, uh, and then once Ohio County started rolling, the threes just started raining for all of them. Like, where has this been the whole season? Right. I'm cheering for Coach Briggins over there. He's a good he's a good guy. I call him a good kid because he he was in school after me. Uh, he's not really a kid anymore. He's head coach of Ohio County basketball team, but. I'm cheering for good things for 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 him over there because he's he's a, he's a really good person and uh, I believe he's a good coach. He's just had a lot of adversity this season and uh, you start to see Ohio County though getting better. That's what you look for. You know, you look at a Grayson County team last year. Think back to that and uh, how they how they started their season. They were something like three and twelve to start the season, similar to very similar to Ohio County. You look at it, and you're like, man, Grayson County's got a rich history. What are they doing sitting with that record? You, you look at Ohio at 6-15, and 15, but at the end of the day, if you remember correctly, they made a heck of a run at the end of the season and got to the Final Four of the third region tournament, and that's something similar you might could see from Ohio County. A lot of people have been writing them off, saying, well, this is finally the year that McLean's going to go on to region. It's going to be McLean and Muhlenberg out of the 10th, but don't sleep on the Eagles because uh, you know there's still a spot open for them, and they're not out of it by any any stretch of the imagination. And uh, they've got some talent on this team. I got to see that yesterday firsthand. Yeah, if they're knocking down shots like they were yesterday. Austin Seegers and uh, Callaway, who was also he he holds down the team. He's been he's been running. I guess that's why you always think he's the Division One recruit from <laughs> Ohio do. County because it's at times he does look like one out there. Yeah, I apologize to him for always getting him mixed up with the Connor Wilson kid because he still actually plays uh, for Ohio County and he plays very well. Well, Callaway's averaging 14 a game, so uh, he's doing a, he's doing a good job over there. And we'll keep an eye on it going forward. Uh, before we get out of here, we'll highlight all the big sh- games coming up this week. I don't want to spoil it, but Ohio County's got a really big one coming up on Tuesday. We'll see how that goes for him. But I want to switch it back over to Cloverport now. We actually got to see Nick Smith for the first time this year. He dropped 15 on Ohio County and then uh, had a really nice game versus the ninth district team. Tell us a little bit about what happened versus Owensboro Catholic. Cloverport goes down to Owensboro Catholic, 63-50. Ed Carter, the block doctor, goes for 20-11-5. Mr. Cameron O'Brien officially says he's back with a double-double, 10 assists. I'm just uh, glad to see him back on the court. I have to interrupt you right there in the middle and just say that I'm glad that kid's healthy and back on the court. And then, like we said earlier, after this game, Ed Carter tweeted out that he was impressed with Nick Smith because he put up 24 points, 15 rebounds. Yeah, you know, I, one thing I, I admit, I haven't got to see him, so I just see – uh, stat lines from this kid all the time and 
always going up against uh, nothing against Cole Report, but he's always going up against better competition. But yet he continues to excel. And uh, versus Ed Carter and company, he drops twenty four points and fifteen boards. I think that speaks a lot to the kid. And uh, just unbelievable. What did you see? From, I mean, I saw unbelievable length. I mean, he's long. He can shoot. He's very athletic. Very, very impressed with this kid. Yeah, he's got the he's got the size of a four or a small small forward or power forward, either one. But he's got the handle of a point guard and speed, and he's got the smoothest jumper in the region that I've seen. I mean, that thing is nasty. It looks like something out of the NBA. Yeah, he just goes Dirk, Dirk Nowitzki style. Very similar to a Stuart Curry in the sense of how he can just go up over people and shoot. He's got the that length. Uh, a lot. I mean, nothing against Curry, but I feel like he's just more of a, a bred shooter. It just it just looks like uh, this kid can play at the next level somewhere, and I'm really really cheering for him to get his shot. And he was he was feeling a little under the weather yesterday. Uh, uh, he only had he he was. It's just so funny to me how many people were coming up to us and apologizing for the way they had played. It's like, do not apologize to me for the way you played. I mean, you're out there laying it on the line. I mean, we had multiple people. Well, I just didn't. You guys are here. I'm sorry. You know, I'm much better than that. Don't worry about it, man. Just go, go get off. We we see what you do every week. We we're keeping an eye on you from a distance. And uh, under the weather or not, I thought he looked pretty doggone good. So uh, he was kind enough to give us a few minutes, and uh, we we got to talk to him. Here he is. What's up? I'm here with Clover Report senior Nick Smith. Uh, just out here at the Autism Classic today, played Ohio County. Nick, it's good to finally get to see you. We heard a lot about you. A lot of people may not know about Clover Report and uh, about you, uh, but you're one of the best talents in all the third region. You may not get the love of uh, Eli Wright, Ed Carter, or whatnot, but you're right, right there with them as far as talent, as far as we're concerned. How's it going today? Pretty good, pretty good. Glad to be here. <laughs> yeah, we just want to talk to you a little bit about maybe what, what – uh, being a, uh, at Culverport, you know, it's admirable that you stayed there uh, throughout the term. These days you see kids moving schools and everything. Just tell us what it means to you uh, to be uh, an ace at Culverport. Uh, it means everything, you know, to go out and compete with my teammates and my coaches. And, you know, all the, Culverport has great support. We're, we're a great school system. Uh, just, just love playing every, every game for them, you know. Just means a lot. <laughs> yeah, you know, you're starting to get a little bit of exposure out there, a little, a little bit of college low, as you should. You got good length, a uh, very good senior athlete. Uh, talk a little bit about your goals for, for the season this year out of Cloverport. Um, we, I, we really wanted to be competitive in every single game that we play, um, try to be competitive in the district tournament, obviously, and hopefully make it back to, or to the sports center to – you know, try to compete in some regional games. Um, uh, I think a goal that I had for myself is to um, try to get the respect of everyone in the third region and from all the teams. So just, just try to work my hardest day in and day out. It's starting to happen, though. I noticed, you know, you're starting to get some some love from some statewide reporters. Donald Yates, I see, uh, is covering you and everything. That's, that's really good to see because talent, you know, it's – out there in Cloverport, you may not get noticed as much as a kid in the city of Owensboro, but uh, you're, you're, you know, do the respect. And it's good to see that people are finally starting to take notice. We're trying to do as much as we can to get your name out there, everybody. Uh, talk a little bit about maybe uh, your, your most memorable moment up to this point uh, playing for Cloverport, whether it be your freshman year all the way up to right now. Um, I had I had some memorable games junior year, a uh, couple of really solid games where the game just you know it came real easy to to me and uh, my team. Uh, I've also had a, a, a big game against Ohio County this year. Last game we played at their place. I think I had 
38 points in, but for, unfortunately we came up a little short. But um, you know, I just just love playing for my school and for my teammates. It's, it's just great. <laughs> it's just a blessing. Absolutely. It's good. Thank you very much. I know you're feeling a little under the weather today. Uh, thank you for giving us your time. We'll continue to cover you. We'll be looking forward. Uh, maybe we can get Cloverport in the regional. It's been a long time coming, and this is the, one of the more talented Cloverport teams that we've seen. So good luck to you the rest of the way. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Big thanks to Nick Smith for giving us a little bit of time. I mean, uh, people might scoff at it, whatever, but this kid is as good as any other player in this region. I'm telling you right now, just – uh, for a college prospect, I see big things for him in the future and just a great kid, very respectful too. Yeah, I just got to emphasize the handle this kid has. I mean, I, I don't know if I've seen a point guard in the region that has the quickness and the uh, the the handle that he has, the the ball control and the uh, passing and the uh, dribbling, the dribbling game. You don't see that from somebody at his size That's at a high school idea. level. And then especially you add in the uh, shooting touch that he has. I mean, he can knock down threes. He can knock down the – open jumper. As soon as I got there, he knocked down back-to-back -back jumpers to bring, bring Cloverport back within the game. I mean, that kid can do it all. He worked inside. He worked out. He uh, finds his teammates when he's inside if he gets double-teamed. I mean, there's nothing that a kid can't do, and some college is going to get a steal out there. Oh, he's, no doubt. He's one of those kids that puts in work that's going to get better every year. He's not one of these kids that is a big-time recruit that, he, that he's almost reached his ceiling once he's 18 because he de depends strictly on his athleticism. He's a kid that's going to work hard and get better for four years at your college. That's what I like. The Mike, you just you just hit the nail on the head. He's not going to depend on uh, his already uh, God-given talent. He's going to continue to work every day to get better, and that's what you see out of him. And uh, Good luck, Cloverport, going forward. I know they're in a tough district. You look at that, that uh, 11th district, you got Breck and Meade and Hancock and – uh, somebody, somebody good is going to go home out of that out of that district. And uh, Cloverport's got one game. The way I always emphasize it to everybody that I talk to, it's one game. You know, one game to get over that hump, and anything can happen in one game. Especially when you got a kid that hangs fifty <laughs> on you. Yeah, we we talked about it last year. I remember Clark pointing out. You know, anytime you got a kid like uh, Nick Smith that can go out and just hang 50, 60 points, just turn him loose. I mean, you got You always got a puncher's chance. So uh, it's going to be real fun watching that team going forward. But uh, right now, uh, we got to get into our all ninth district team. This is very difficult. I just got. I got to point that out. This, I, I got to yeah. sit down to do this last night, and uh, you know, it's, it's hard to, to find the talent uh, you know, across the board. Five guys. So. I didn't just do five guys. I did several, uh, several guys across the across the board. Wanted to highlight them. We're going to start things off uh, with our, the first kid on the team, Nick Smith, averaging 22 points a game. I honestly feel like outside the ninth district, he probably is the best player. And that's nothing against Hunter Knopfsinger. I've seen them all at this point, and uh, I have to roll with Nick Smith. Just size and ability, like we talked about. Yeah, I've got no problem there because I, I put him on my all region team. And I'm going in order by points per game here. We'll just, we'll just knock it out, and then we uh, we got a little more discussion. Daniel Morris from Whitesville Trinity at 19 a game. Uh, he's, a, he's a rainmaker. That's all I can say about him. He's one of those kids you better find him because uh, if you don't, he's going to get loose. The uh, thing we didn't mention during the Hancock County game that we both marked out for was at one point he was wide open in the corner and started doing jumping jacks to get noticed. And as soon as he gets the ball, what's he do? Knock it down. The only person in the gym stomping their feet harder than the head coach of Whiteville Trinity is Daniel Morris in the corner. Wanting that ball, as soon as he touches it, reins it in. I mean, you got to respect that. Give me the ball. Give me the ball. And then he drains it. So 
I love this kid's game. Uh, he's a marksman out there. And then we'll move it on to McLean County's Will Hudson averaging 17 points a game. He actually won a poll on our website earlier in the season. I mean, uh, he's uh, he even mentioned himself on Twitter. He's been in a little mini slump, and it happens to everybody. But uh, the bottom line is Will Hudson's one of the best performers in the region for McLean County. He's another kid that can go out there and drop 30 on you. Like you said, whenever he won the uh, voting for third region player of the week, he had just hung 35, I believe, in an overtime yeah. game. So, I mean, anytime you got a kid that can put up that kind of points in high school, your team's got a shot. Yeah, and then we're moving on down to Brett County with Ben Miller's averaging 16 a game. And uh, i tell you what, this kid's got good size. Uh, very big kid that can really, really shoot the mid-range jumper. Uh, very impressed with his game. Uh, Patrick Critchlow is doing a fantastic job at Breck. Owensboro's going to get to see him firsthand this week. Uh, moving on right now to Muhlenberg County down in Cole Country, and where a guy might have a little bit of argument. He might, he might have some beef with me for saying I take Nick Smith number one overall, but a slim, shady Hunter Knopfsinger. Uh, ultimate gamer. This kid, I mean, we we poured some love onto him and all well-deserved. I mean, that third region championship last last year was one of the more uh, gutsy performances I've ever seen from a high school kid. And he's been banged up this year, maybe not getting the love he deserves because of his injuries or whatnot. Uh, but now's the time. The, the, he's starting, you know, the stretch run is now. Get that angle, ankle under control and I expect Knopfsinger will play a big role in this region before it's all said and done. Yeah, unfortunately for you Ninth District fans, Slim Shady looks to be getting back right at tournament time, which, as we've mentioned, he was so impressive last year. And just like I said with Nick Smith, this is another kid that a college that gets is going to get a steal with because he's another kid that's going to go in, bring his lunch pail with him, put in four years and get better every year. No question, no question. And we'll move it down to our good friends down in Grayson County where Alex Shellhart is averaging 15 a game. I got to see him versus Apollo. And let me tell you, the kid's got r ridiculous size, ridiculous athletic ability. He can get to the rock. He can shoot the rock. Uh, very, very impressed with the Shellhart kid. I think he belongs on any kind of uh, non-ninth district team. Maybe he even belongs on an all-third region team in general because the kid's just very, very good. And uh, well, hopefully Grayson will start trending back in the right direction at the hands of Shellhart. Yeah, I think him and uh, Mr. Talons of Gary will have Grayson back and rolling by tournament time. Got to get it in somewhere. Uh, how about Dakota Watson? How about two kids from Whitesville Trinity uh, averaging what these kids are averaging? Dakota Watson at 15 a game. We got to see him firsthand, throwing up the three goggles. He's got a little swag to him. Uh, when the game got serious, he got serious. His game got serious. And, uh, very, very impressed with this kid. Like we said earlier in the show, people might start double-teaming and triple-teaming Daniel Morris, but Whitesville Trinity's got some shooters on this team that won't let you do that. No. Wathen was knocking down threes. Howell was knocking down threes. Morris was knocking down threes. I mean, you can't double-team all these guys. No, no they're, they're doing a good job down there uh, out of the barn. If, I'm telling you, I'm getting, off, I'm getting off topic, but I'm telling anybody that's listening to this, if – if you if you if you're bored on a night where Whitesville Trinity's playing at the barn and you're near it, just go because it's an unbelievable experience to get in the barn and just hear the sound echoing in there. It's fantastic. It's great to see that that program doing a good job out there. Brock's got a solid sound system going in there <laughs> he too. He does. He does. He got the Sports Center beat. The, the entertainment at the barn was better than what I heard at the Sports Center yesterday Tenfold. by a lot. Uh, so uh, we've got to move it on now to our good friends down in. Uh, uh, Hancock County, where one of my favorite players, I mean, I know we talked about Nick Smith and Offsinger and whatnot, but one of my favorite players to watch because he's tough as nails. He only averages 14 a game, but it doesn't speak uh, to the player that he is because he's a leader. He's a floor general, really, really drives this Hancock County team, in my opinion. It's Ty Ogle, 
Uh, he told me during football season, I talk about it all the time. It's just funny because he, you know, he finds me in the parking lot and says, Hey, you better watch out for me this year, man. I'm going to do big things. Yeah. I mean, when at the time, he's, he's, uh, He's he's the other Ogle's brother. Yeah, like it's just, on yeah. the basketball team. I mean, he that's of course, all he is. Of course, we've seen him uh, own it on the baseball field. He's a great baseball player for him. But coming into the basketball season, we're like, "You're just Jake's little brother. What are you yeah, talking about? You're right. the best player in the region." And then we start seeing him play. We're like, this kid's got a point. Oh man, he's tough. He's tough. And yeah, I was I was loving it yesterday. I was up there in the stands yelling. I was like, "Man, this kid is ridiculous." I mean. Going head to head with Knopf Singer is something some kids might be intimidated by. A kid, Knopf Singer's a junior all star, and Ogle just took it right to him. And uh, I loved every minute. Of, not nothing against Knopf Singer at all. I wasn't trying to pick favors, but you just love to see the grittiness uh, of a kid like that. And Ty Ogle definitely belongs on a team uh, outside the ninth district for and, sure. In the game, we got to see him play against the uh, Whitesville Trinity Raiders. He's the one that brought them back in that game. We was like. Uh oh, Ty Ogle's got that look. Yeah. He's got that look on his face. You bet. You better find him. And then all of a sudden, what's he do? Knock down a couple threes, gets to the lane, knocks in a uh, layup, running layup, and Hancock County wins the game. Yeah, it was. It was. He definitely put the team on his shoulders there late. Uh, we'll move it down to Ohio County right now. Jonathan Callaway, fourteen a game. Uh, what we got to see is, like I said, it's a team that's still trying to find their way after losing some of their better players. But Callaway is the constant down there. He's averaging fourteen a game, doing a really good job, and. Uh, We'll move it back down to Breck, where Breck's got another kid, Cody Mingus, averaging 14 a game. This is another kid where he can just go out and just drop about 30 a game. Uh, you know, his scoring fluctuates, but you see in the Grayson County game he had 20. He might come back with 8 and then come back with 28. Uh, so Mingus is a player that, that can really shoot. If he if he's feeling it, then you better find him because he'll make you pay down in Breck County. And uh, OHS can get the scene firsthand this week. And last but definitely not least, another consummate on that Hancock County team, Garrett Pate, averaging 14 a game for Hancock County. And uh, that, that rounds out my list that I came up with of all the players. Now, I, I didn't get kids from Meade on there. I didn't get kids from Edmondson or Butler just for the simple fact that I haven't seen them. There might be some other kids that are deserving uh, to be on this list, but looking at the stats, this is the team I came up with. I, I'm not trying to snub any of those kids. These are just the kids that we've seen. Uh, so me and Ward got to debating it. You know, he, he we, we I went over the team with him. I sent I sent him the message of who I who I had on there, and he said, you know, I I could probably take a team outside the ninth district and compete with the all ninth district team. And I, I said, I don't know, man. That, that all ninth district team might be all uh, top ten in the nation. I was thinking, how awesome would it be if uh, after the season we could get the ninth, the uh, ninth district team to play the uh, Homer's non ninth district team and see what happens? And uh, you're like, I don't know. That's Division One. That's all Division One guys on uh, the ninth district team. And I was like, well, I don't know, man. You uh, you give me Tony Hopper as coach to start yeah. off with, and Slim Shady to run my offense as the starting point guard, and they almost beat Eric Hallman and Justin Miller with lesser teammates than they'll have on this team. Yeah. So give me those two to start off with. Give me the sniper Daniel Morris to shoot threes because I don't think these uh, I don't think the uh, ninth district guys are gonna respect and play the defense that you're gonna have to play against a Daniel Morris. He runs off a lot of screens. He's a little guy. He never gets tired. He runs, he runs and runs and runs and runs you to death. <laughs> and that's what he needs to do whenever whenever you're playing a ninth district team that your shooting guard's probably like six yeah, eight. That's true. Moving on to the small yeah. forward, I'm going Nick Smith. I mean. He's listed at 6'5". He looked closer to 6'7 to me. Uh, that's good size. You're going to have to match up with uh, probably Eli Wright or Trace Young. I'll take Nick Smith in that battle. Uh, ben Miller, who uh, is really coming on here. We need some size. We need some scoring. And then speaking of size and scoring, to uh, do battle with Mr. Miller down low, give me Zeke Merritt. 
This kid, man, uh, somebody actually said he was the poor man's Justin Miller, and he he looks like he has the skills of a Justin Miller, and he's bigger than Miller. Yeah, he's huge. The kid's a mountain. I mean, yeah, it, it reminds me of former Minnesota Viking Pat Williams a little bit, the planet, uh, just how he moves people around in there. He, he remind, is. He reminds, he, is me, like Miller. he reminds me of Escalade from N1. <laughs> I mean, that's a team right there. I mean, we're not talking about maybe the best – uh, overall players, but as far as to match up with my ninth district guys, yeah, this is uh, this. Team, I'm going to play devil's advocate here. I'm going to be the ninth district uh, bad guy. He's the uh, out of ninth district. The war will be the out of ninth district guy. So give me some players off your bench. Off the bench, I got our boy Ty Ogle, sixth man. I also got Will Hudson from McLean. Mr. Double Deuce, who's another big guy that, in case uh, Merritt gets in foul trouble or anything, I'm bringing Brandon Atwood from Cloverport. This kid impressed me. I had I got a picture on up on our Twitter page at the Homers. You can see the athleticism this big guy has. Moving on now to uh, the aforementioned Dakota Wathen from Whitesville, and I'll round it out with the leadership of Alex Shellhart. Yeah, how about it? That's a pretty solid squad right there. I mean, shoo. Uh, I love how you went with the bigs, though. Like you, you got you, to. You went you went straight up to match up with Justin Miller. You're like, who which two guys can I pull in and match up with Justin Miller? And you, I think you did a pretty good job there. And uh man, that all ninth district team I, I we talked about this off the air, but the ninth the ninth district is so unusually loaded right now. A lot of these kids uh are you know, they're not gonna make the all third region team, but just simple just because of the simple fact of the ridiculous amount of talent. Any given year, I mean, these kids right here are on the first team. I mean, really, honestly. But then you got just you got the you got Eli and you got uh, Eric Holman, who are top 100 in the nation on Scout.com. I mean, that's that's absurd. And then you add a kid in like Trace Young, who is the number one ranked sophomore in the entire state of Kentucky. I mean, it's just it's just unheard of for Owensboro to have that kind of talent. You throw in Justin Miller, who, in my opinion, is the most dominant player to come through the third region in God so many years, and then. And then you got a kid like Marsh Griff who, I mean, Allen Iverson light. I mean, so, you know, there's no disrespect. And then you got a kid like Ed Carter, who I have not even mentioned, yeah, or would, Stuart Curry. I mean. They would be your sixth and seventh man. Are you kidding me? Which like, is ridiculous. But that being said. I like to see him go head to head. Yeah, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't guarantee a win for the ninth district there. Like I said, when Tony Hopper is your coach and Slim Shady <laughs> is running your point, you've got a shot against anybody. You give me Tony Hopper as my coach, and I'll go take ten people off the street, and we'll see what happens. I mean, you put this kind of talent with Hopper uh, versus maybe uh, who? I guess it had to be Pat Hume right now. He's probably the yep. coach of the year, so we'll let Pat Hume coach our squad on the ninth district and see what happens. And uh, man. I mean, it'd be a fun game. Maybe we can organize that at like Legion Park or something, and, and maybe do like a benefit for some for some charity or get something. our boy uh, Rodecki out there. Yeah, get some work in. Up. Do it I at mean, the barn. I doubt very seriously whether any D one coaches or any uh, anybody that's recruiting these ninth district kids is going to like that very much. But uh, I think I think the kids would love it. Yeah, we need to know. We need to know who would win that game. We need to find out. Before we get out of here, uh, I want to highlight some games coming up this week that is huge uh, outside the ninth, which is going to be versus some of them are going to be versus ninth. We'll start on Tuesday night where Owensboro is traveling over to the Red Hot Breckenridge County Tigers gym, and I've been over there, folks, and it's a it's fun atmosphere over there. So OHS, uh, the consummate number one team, obviously they're leaps and bounds better than anybody else. They've proven it. Uh, in the regular season, which doesn't mean anything come tournament time. Uh, but this team is the team to beat, obviously, and they're traveling to Breck. It's a statement game for Breckenridge County. I'm, I'm really, really interested to see how this game plays out because Breckenridge County is hitting their shots. All bets are off. So, And they were hitting their shots versus Apollo. I mean, they were getting off from the three-point line. So 
really curious to see that game. While we're speaking of shots, I know this is not in Ninth District, but Owensboro is leading the state in field goal percentage right now. Yeah, it's absurd. I mean, well, they should lead the state when they got two of the, in my opinion, two of the two of the best big men in the paint. And then when your outside shooter rarely misses, Morrow. When he shoots like seven of nine from three-pointers every game, I mean, you got to give him ultimate respect to that. Um, and then, uh, to me, <laughs> just a game that's got all kinds of, entry a game that we're going to try to be at i, I got to work that night so i'm going to do my best i'm just saying uh go ahead and plan for the homers to make an appearance at the ohio county gym uh, with trace young and company coming back to town it's gonna be fun apollo at ohio county tuesday night it's got all the makings i mean because apollo man that they they come out one night and look like the best team in the state the next night they could come out and lose whiteville trinity could beat them by 10 if ohio county shoots like they did against cloverport they're in this game. Yeah. There's there's no doubt about it. I mean, you just see Muhlenberg beat Apollo, and I don't think it would be that far out of the realm if Ohio County is on fire like they were against Cloverport. We've talked about atmospheres and stuff uh, going chippiness maybe at the Sports Center on Saturday. You combine those two together, and I think that's what you're going to get. Uh, I know you've got some uh, – it's controversial. you got some kids for Ohio County that's supporting Trace, and you got some at Ohio County that don't like Trace. Uh, so it's gonna make for a, a fun student a very fun environment in the Ohio County gym. That's a big game outside uh, the ninth district. Well, actually, inside the ninth district, we count Apollo. But uh, we'll move it on right now to Grayson County, who is trending in the wrong direction. They've lost three straight games uh, this week. I highlighted two games. It's big for them, big for this program. You don't want to start losing all your momentum right going into the tournament because uh, it really could affect the way you play coming district time. Uh, Grayson's at McLean on Tuesday and then at Butler on Friday. Two winnable games. McLean's also trending in the wrong direction. Very important game for them as well on Tuesday. Uh, so, you know, I look to those games for Grayson maybe to get back on track. We'll see what happens. But Friday night, uh, to me, um, of course, you got Ninth District Friday, so it's going to get everything outside the Ninth District is going to get overshadowed straight up. Uh, but the biggest game not is not Owens Rule and Apollo. On Friday night, that's not the biggest game. A lot of people that's probably going to draw the biggest crowd, uh, but it's not the biggest game. The biggest game takes place in Muhlenberg County Friday night, where the Muhlenberg County Mustangs play host to the McLean County Cougars, and it is for a ticket to be punched to the regional tournament. The very first uh, team to enter regional because tenth uh, district's a three-team district, and the winner will move on uh, to be the number one seed and move on to regional tournament. So to me, that's huge because McLean County hasn't sniffed. Regional in a long, long time. They're right there on the doorstep if they can figure out a way to beat Muhlenberg County, who very tough. It's going to be a very tough game on the road. Yeah, and that's one thing as an Owensboro fan you don't want is Muhlenberg County getting in early and Tony Hopper going into uh, strategic mode a month before <laughs> everybody else. That's just not right. That's exactly what's going to happen if he, if he gets in. Uh, he's already in, so what's he going to do? He's just going to spend the rest, rest of the time just – Tinkering with breaking things. down game tape of all the other teams in the regional Just tournament. Mad scientist in his in his laboratory figuring out ways to beat everybody else. And then we'll see him at the hospitality room eating a cheeseburger and smiling. He just knows. Yeah. How's that Davis County game going to come out tomorrow, Coach? Just join a cheeseburger. And so, uh, yeah, Muhlenberg County. It's huge because McLean County was right on the doorstep last year. If you remember, Coach Barker and company right on the doorstep. And uh, Tony Hopper and them slammed the door on them last year, and they didn't make it in. And this year, same situation. So uh, that's a big one on Friday. And last but not least, uh, Saturday night, Davis County travels to Meade County. 
talked about teams trending in the wrong direction. For me, this could be a very big statement game to, to help get them going back in the right direction. I look for uh, I look for me kind of to be competitive because Davis County struggled a little bit on the road uh, this season. We'll see how it goes, but at the end of the day, it's a game to keep your eyes on because me could really, really, really gain some confidence inside the third region to beat what I think is heads and shoulders probably the second best team in Davis County. Yeah, Davis County has the most impressive win out of anybody in the region, in my opinion. Yeah, Henderson. Henderson. Yeah, Henderson, number two team in the state. They did just lose um, Saturday night to Taylor County, but, <laughs> I mean, they're, they're ridiculous as well. So, yeah, big win for Davis County over Henderson. So this would be a big, big stepping stone for me. We'll keep an eye on it. Uh, that'll about wrap everything I got up. I just want to thank the kids, man, and the administrations, the parents. Uh, we got our Hornet Pride shirts from from Hancock County. Big big ups to them. Thanks to Miss Gray for hooking us up there. Absolutely, and uh, just all all the, everybody that came up to us and thanked us, and then all the love they give they're giving us on Twitter. We trying to show that love back by giving these guys their own show and talking about them. Uh, from front to back. So congratulations to all those guys on a great week, uh, really, for everybody outside the night. I want to remind you, you can go to www.livesportscaster.com for videos, shows, live stream, and much more. Follow at the Homers on Twitter and Instagram. Find us on Facebook, The Homers Show, The Homers One Word, Show the Second. Gorilla style. Hee <laughs> hee.